couple years down the road, uh, you're in dire straits. In what sense? I'm in the band? Or? <laughs> you actually, you win a contest? Oh, no. You win a contest to be uh, a member of Dire Straits for a day? Uh, Mark Knopfler puts it out on his Twitter account. <laughs> and he, he's like, uh, hey, yeah. enter here to win to be a member of Dire Straits for a day. Okay. And, you know, you're like, we'll pick a random person who retweets it. And you think it's funny, so you retweet it. And I win. You win. You get to be a Dire Strait. So... <laughs> Um, you become a member of Dire Straits, like legally. Like they have you come in and sign paperwork. Uh, there's a notary there. Her name's Phyllis uh, Gilmore. She's been a notary for 45 years. <laughs> it's her last day on the job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what What are her plans on? She's retiring, I'm assuming. She goes, my husband and I are going to the Caribbean for 90 days. And after that, who knows? Wow. Yeah. Well, congrats on your retirement. She's already got on a hat that says, Hello, Caribbean. <laughs> Her hat says, Hello, Caribbean. <laughs> like, Hello, comma, Caribbean. The, the the crown says, Hello, comma, and then the bill says Caribbean. But it's like airbrush, like they got it at Six Flags. <laughs> so, hold and on. And the other side of the bill says, <laughs> I'm retired, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so that way when she lays on the beach and she's got her head back in the sand people can only see the other side of the bill and it says i'm retired bitch wow and then people don't fuck with her <laughs> i bet i wouldn't yeah <laughs> about a week from now she's laying on the beach somewhere yeah. in the caribbean and there's these guys that are throwing a frisbee and uh they throw it kind of near her and they go hey little help little help and she doesn't respond Uh-oh. and they walk up to her and they see the underside of her cap and they go oh fuck dude and they just kind of back away they back slowly. Back away slowly. Okay. They never get that frisbee back. <laughs> Hold on. Wait. They're so intimidated. Yeah. By, by, by the, the bill hat. of her hat. They know that she fucking means it. She's she's uh, retired and she's not fucking playing around. She's earned this. You give her her time and space. Okay. So you go. You get uh you get notarized. You're in the band, right? There's lawyers present. You sign all the paperwork. You become a member of Dire Straits. That's kind of cool, I guess. And then Mark Knopfler goes, okay, uh, as a member of Dire Straits, we should tell you that we are $7 million in debt, and you are going to take on a fifth of that now. Congratulations. But you can tell everybody that you're part of Dire Straits. So you... uh, you are. So about, I'm in dire straits after being in dire, in dire straits. straits. Yeah. Okay. You owe about two million dollars in change with legal fees and everything. Wow. Uh, and people are looking for it. You know <laughs> what I mean? There are guys like. There's some pretty threatening letters coming to your mailbox. Oh no. Yeah. Like uh, you, what? You you get one that's from. Uh, it's called Spareco. Uh, <laughs> they were a company that hired the band Dire Straits to write a jingle for them. They provide spare keys for people, and uh, you can just call them, and they'll like come over to your house, and they'll replace your like give you a copy of your key right on the premises. Okay. And uh, Dire Straits never wrote that song due to creative differences. Mark Knopfler is like, "Look, I have a vision, and I want to stick to it." And the other guys were like, "Yeah, let's just get paid, dude." You know, and they never wrote that song. So you feel like that there's like you always kind of think that there's like a person following you. <laughs> About for the first like two weeks after you became a member of Dire Straits, you would just see a long black 
Cadillac. But I'm only in it for one day. About three blocks behind you at all times. I didn't rack up this fucking debt. Hey, dude, I, I don't want to tell you. I'll just right. tell you what happens. Sure. So you're in some fucking dire straits, dude. I'm being okay. followed by a, a man in a Cadillac. Yeah. Okay. So you're like, fuck, how am I going to pay all this money? You know, you go to you go to work one day. It's just like the, it's just like the thing that it just overtakes every thought. You know how I like man, you're like, man, I'm so fucked. I am so fucked. How did this happen? You got tricked by Mark Knopfler. Of all people. Of all people. You go to the gas station. You walk inside. You get a candy bar. What kind of candy bar did you get? Milky Way Midnight. You grab a Milky Way Midnight. It's the best one. I have one waiting. I have one in the kitchen right now. Yeah. You oh. usually have one in the kitchen at all times. Oh no. So this day, you like you go to the gas station. You're getting gas. You're like, I need to stock up. I go grab like six or seven of these Milky Way Midnights. Oh jeez. MWMs. You know. Yeah. You make a joke of like WMD. You go, I hear they had a bunch of MWMs in Iraq and they never found them because they were here the whole time. And the guy behind the counter, he's like an Iraqi guy. And he's like, that's not funny. I don't know. You get out. So he takes your money for the MWMs. You go outside. <laughs> I, I personally, after personally offending yeah. the man who works. Who it was a tasteless joke on your part. Okay. Whatever. But you know what's not tasteless? Those fucking milky. Oh, God. Way midnights. Yeah. You toss him in the front seat. You're watching the number tick on the pump, and you hear a baddie cakes, baddie cakes, baker's man. I never see this guy coming. <laughs> what do you do? I look over in the direction of that voice. What do it I sounds see? like it's coming from the pump, like where the pump is pumping. Yeah. You know? You look over, and in the fumes of the gasoline, you just see the figure of a man in a nice, perfect Italian suit. Yeah. Hair slicked back. A lot of dominant features. <laughs> what do you mean? You know exactly what I mean. Right. He goes, patty cakes, patty cakes. How you doing, Pat? Man, I'm not doing too good. I got to be honest with you. It's all I know. Yeah? Yeah. Who are you? He was my name's Gene. Gene, I'm a genie. And I'm a genie. His name is Gene, I'm a genie. He's a gasoline genie. And he goes, look, Pat, I know about you and He's the dice talking, and, and I'm reacting to this as if... No, like nothing out of the out of the door. I don't know. You tell me. What do you? You okay. got a case of Milky Way Midnights in the front seat. Sure, it's hot outside. They're melting. You know. Yeah. Okay. What do you do? I go. I go. What the fuck? What do you want from me? He goes. I uh, hear you're in some dire straits. Yes, I am. He's got a toothpick in his mouth. Yeah. He goes. Look. Uh, you do a little favor for me. I'll grant you a wish. I'll get you out of those dire straits. He goes, I love that song. I used to. After this experience, I don't. Uh, okay. You know what? I do it. Here's why. Uh, the thought of being followed, like the, the thought of being like. You can see that black Cadillac through Gene Imagini from several hundred feet. It's just kind of parked on the side of the road. See what I'm saying? Is that like. 
the legal part of it, I mean, that'll take years for me to, for that to go through the courts. And also like, I can't, I don't have that kind of money, so they're never going to get it from me. You see the window of that black car roll down a little bit? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But then Cigar but, smoke just pours out. So seeing this, no, I knowing that I'm in danger, I would absolutely agree with what this guy says, because there's no way I can... I, I can't stop this guy, can I? I go, fuck it, Gene. What do you need me to do? He goes, uh, there's a, a man up north who owes uh, my friends quite a bit of money. Yeah? I need you to go get it from him. What do you mean by up north? He just lives up north, north of Austin, a little part called the pasture. Oof. The pasture used to be like the nicest part of Austin. Yeah. Now it's fallen into. <sighs> now the crime took hold. After crime took hold. Yeah. It's a crime ridden part of the city that people just don't go to <laughs> or even like really acknowledge anymore. Oh, no. All right. When they talk about being stuck between a rock and a hard place, they're talking about. Between Round Rock and the pasture. <laughs> Wait, who? You know that phrase like, oh, they're stuck between a rock and a hard place. <clears throat> the hard place is the pasture. Okay. That's how fucking hard it so, is. And, it, it's, and it's such a well-known thing that this is nationwide with people. I mean, I don't know who all know. You know how that like, you know, the meaning of a phrase gets lost sure. to the okay. people as it sure. spreads. All but right. its origins lie in between Round Rock and the pasture. Okay. I go, what do you- A what rock in a hard place. Right. I go, what do you need me to do, Gene? I'm a genie. He's a I genie. I fucking believe that's your name. He uh, he go, he tells you, he goes, there's a man who owes my friend some money. Yeah. I need you to go get it back. How much? He goes, don't worry about it. He'll know. Okay. Where do I find him? I also like am keeping my eye on that fucking- Cadillac that's been following me. You look at the pump and you see that just like the pump is just going so fucking slow. It's just barely rolling over like 15 cents. Oh, sure. Cents, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know. you see the ember of a cigar from inside the Cadillac. You see it light up and for just a split second you can make out the meanest face you've ever seen in your fucking life. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, I go fucking yeah, let's do this. I go, yes, Gene, I'll do it. I give myself to you. <laughs> Just free me from this. It sounds horrifying. So, uh, Gene, the image of Gene sort of like dissipates, you know? Yeah. And uh, you go to get back in your car. The pump speeds up. It goes like normal. You fill up. That's you got weird. those Milky Way Midnight sitting in the front seat. I forgot about those. There's a, there's a, uh, <laughs> on your dash, there's a piece of paper. It's from a, the, it has a Best Western letterhead. It's got a name. And an address. What's the name? The name is Cleave Tango. Cleave Tango. Yeah. Cleave Tango must die. Fuck it. It's me or him, and it's not going to be me. So Let's fucking go. You drive up north towards the pasture. I'm going to kill Cleave Tango. You uh, you get the address. You it's uh, four twenty Suck Boulevard. Ugh. Yeah. Unit B for butthole. <laughs> what? Come on. Unit butthole. You 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 gotta laugh at that. What does that and you mean? go you go unit B for butthole. And then you like pull up to the address and you see that there's like a fence and it says unit B and then they have clearly written in butthole like manually. <laughs> Some neighborhood kid. It's a fucking hard place, dude. Okay. It's a tough place. No, no stone goes unturned. Okay. I, I guess I, I every opportunity to fuck with you 
The pastor does it, yeah. Really? Yeah, even down to your fucking address, man. I guess so. Wow, what a terrible place to live. It really just beats you down. No wonder this guy is fucking owed so much money. You see a guy delivering mail in a Brinks truck? Yeah. He gets out. He's got. What? He's got on. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a military. It's like an armored police. He's delivering the mail. But it's got a USPS. He gets out. He's wearing like football shoulder pads and a helmet. <laughs> and he sees. He like looks around and then just sprints to the mailbox, puts the mail in, and sprints back. Man, I'm having second thoughts about this now. Because like someone who lives there, it's probably pretty tough. So you pull up to a 420 Suck Boulevard, Unit B for butthole. B for butthole. What do you do? Fuck it. I just walk up to his door. Yeah. And I knock. I go. You hear a, who is it? I go, it's. Hey, it doesn't matter who I am. We have a mutual friend. Gene. He opens up the door. He's got a chain on it. He goes, Gene. I don't know a Gene. Gene, I'm a genie. He looks at you and he goes, he's a genie. Yeah, dude. I go, look. Can he goes, I, hang I, on a second. Yeah. He kind of like looks around. He unlatches the the chain, invites you into his home. It's got to be like the nicest place. Really? You've ever been in. In the middle of the pasture? In the middle of the pasture. Okay. It looks like so much bigger on the inside. <laughs> it looks like three stories tall. Like wow. a staircase going up that you had no idea was there from the street view. Sure. There's a guy playing a piano, a grand piano. What? In the foyer. Okay. What is he what song is he playing? Uh Flight of the Bumblebee. <laughs> this is not very relaxing. Uh okay, I go it's look every dude every nothing about the pasture is relaxing. I go There's look, a lion chained up to a post. It's a lion. <laughs> All right, I go, look, dude, like you clearly have the means to pay this guy back. I need you to pay back Gene. Give him the money. He goes, Look. I had the money. I was on my way there, and I got robbed. What? He goes, I got robbed on my way there. Somebody so, stole the money. I thought it was them. I thought it was them coming to take it. I don't have the money. Sell the piano. He goes, he just kind of laughs. He goes, brother, that piano ain't worth what I had. <laughs> I go, look, dude, I don't know what to tell you. I need to get the money today. What's this guy's deal? Like, like, who is he? What does he do for a living? I don't know. Do you ask? Would you? Yeah, ask I go. Me? I go. What's your deal, man? Just to tell. Just tell me what is going on. Because I work in finance. Okay. Where? Wall Street. <laughs> okay. Um, I trade stocks. I trade bonds. I make bonds with other men. They're my best friends. Okay. Other stockbrokers. I go. Look, we're gonna go into a stock. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. Because clearly, I need to get this money. Otherwise, some, there's like it's a very long story. I was in dire straits for a day, and now I owe a, lo a lot of people a lot of money. We need to get this money to Gene Amagini, okay? He wants me to be violent doing it, clearly. That's not really in my nature. I don't, I don't even think I could. And if you don't have the money, you don't have the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to do fraud. We're going to do a uh, stock fraud to get the fucking money. How much money do you owe? <laughs> he goes, it was uh, f $40 million. $40 million? He goes, yep. There's a lot of cash, a lot of scratch. What did you borrow $40 million for? He goes, I'm trying to go to the moon. You look out his back window, there's like a, there's like a launching pad. 
Is and there? like a like a crane. You see, you see a bunch of guys in construction helmets just kind of like hanging around. <laughs> like they're not doing anything. You know. Um, I go look, dude. He goes. I had an idea, and he shows you like a. He pulls out a blueprint. He un- he unfurls it, and it's actually of a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken. And he goes, oh, wrong one. And then he puts that one back. He goes, I'm a serial entrepreneur. And then he uh, he shows you like a rocket schematic. And he goes, this was it. I was going to go to the moon. I go, well, you you failed. And now you owe Gene Amagini, his friends, you owe him $43 million? $40 million. Oh, buddy. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. He goes, um, I don't I don't know. I don't have the money. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do. We can't do like a I, I thought it was just like forty thousand dollars and we could manipulate this stocks market or whatever. He goes, You could find who did it to me. You could find who beat me up. What? Who? He goes, There's a man in a long black Cadillac. That fucking guy, he's after me too. He kind of like walks. How do you know this guy? Who is he? He goes, I don't know who he is. He, you like walk to the window and you see him like kind of peek out of some curtains and you just catch the glimpse of that Cadillac. All right, fuck that. Driving down the street. We're confronting this Cadillac. You, So I, I walk outside. I got this guy backing me up. I yell, hey, Cadillac. I, I, I like cleave tango. Yeah, I got cleave tango hanging out with me and I yell Cadillac. Hey, like, I, I, I make a lot of noise so that they yeah. know I'm telling them and I go, get the fuck over here. You, uh, you I'm going to confront this. I mean, what else can we fucking do? You uh, so you walk up to the Cadillac. Yeah. So you go like walking up to the Cadillac, right? You see uh, just that like, the window cracks a little bit. You see the ember of a cigar light up a face, just the meanest looking face you. I ever walk seen. over. I go, dude. I didn't fucking do anything. I was in dire straits for one day. Yeah. And now you're following me to get them. I, I don't have the money. Yeah. This guy doesn't have the money either. Just so leave me alone, dude. He rolls the window down. He goes, you're in dire straits. Yeah. He goes, it's my favorite band. I know them. He goes, that Romeo and Juliet song. Yeah. I, I mean, love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. He goes, you know that one? <laughs> yeah, I know it. He goes, how about you sing it for me? What? He goes, sing it for me. Why? It's my favorite song. I'm not singing for you. He takes another puff off of that... Uh, off that cigar. If I sing it for you, will you leave me alone? Will you stop harassing me for this money? He smiles. A great big smile. And he goes, sing the song. Okay. I'm trying to remember how the lyrics. Hold on. It goes like... Um... Okay, I remember. It goes... For our time has come. I look him dead in the eyes. Here and now, we're gone. Romeo something, Juliet. And they couldn't go on. Don't fear the reaper. Come on, baby. (laughs) Don't fear the reaper. Then take your hand. I sing. I just, I just, what else can I do? He goes, that sounded like don't fear the reaper to me. He goes, that's not. Oh, wait, is that not the song you're talking about? No. Fuck. <laughs> he goes, that's a totally different band. He goes, are you sure you're in dire straits? Because it sure doesn't sound like it. Then you see uh, you see the <laughs> you see the barrel 
of a nine millimeter no! out of the darkness and you stare down the barrel and you almost you see that there's a bullet in the chamber and you look into it and your face reflects off of the tip of it and then he pulls the trigger <laughs> like, and he, he shoots you in the middle of the forehead <laughs> i you, thought it was a, they say then, romeo and juliet in that song love struck romeo in the streets of sydney you hear that as you pass by as you uh, as the life leaves your body, Mark Knopfler drives by. Oh, I don't want to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this guy has ruined my life. <laughs> the, he the tricked bl- me. You hear uh, you hear another bang of the gun, and Cleve Tango's lifeless body just sort of crumples beneath you, oh, and his face lines up with your face, and you guys uh, you kiss. His, <laughs> his lips just graze against your lips, and that's the last thing you remember that you fucking die. <laughs> Who was that guy? It was Corbin Burnson. Oh, right. The actor, Corbin Burnson. What? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Corbin Burnson is uh, in with the mob. <laughs> but you never got the chance to learn that because you fucking died because you sang Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> I thought that when was... he asked you if you could sing a Dire Straits song. She sang Don't Fear the Reaper. I thought they did that song for a second. He's like a totally different. You sang the Cowbell oh. song. Yeah. It was not even close. No, I well I don't think that <laughs> not means even I close. should die. Gorbin Burnson <laughs> murdered you. Well, on I the di- street. I died kissing. Your debt goes unpaid. 